0: Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app.
1: It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help.
2: One heart at a time.
1: Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Knaff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Hope your day's off to a good start. And thanks again for joining us on the program. And today we're going to talk about carrying our cross. We all have one, you know, and uh, maybe actually we have more than one. But uh, looking at your life and your faith today, how heavy is that cross you're carrying? But um, here's really, I think, the most important question. When we carry and wrestle with the heavy burdens of our life are we able to find any value in the suffering that goes along with that? Yes, our crosses can be redemptive. All we have to do is look at our Lord Jesus. Well, we're going to talk about that today and here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney. Father Dave is a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. Always like to mention his latest book, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry. That's a book on parish leadership and a Available through Ave Maria Press. Father Dave Heaney, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Great to have you back on the program today. Happy New Year, Chuck. Always glad to be with you. Yeah, and looking forward uh, to it as we do every day. We will open up our phone lines, inviting uh, you and our listening audience uh, to join us. So we talk about this uh, uh, very often, and I, I just think that uh, what we're talking about today is one of those important issues because uh, we all have crosses, and sometimes we just don't know what to do with them. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us on the program today as well. We'll do that in just a few moments. But um, Father Dave Heaney, get us started. We hear our Lord say, uh, "Take up your." cross and follow me. And maybe <laughs> that's the first question. What does all of that mean? Yeah. Sometimes
3: we're kind of tempted to say, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but it's such an important topic, taking up our cross. And this is the invitation of Jesus. What does that mean? I think it's central to our faith. Think about it this way. When, you, when anyone walks into any Catholic church anywhere in the world, almost for sure the largest thing that you're going to see in that church is the image of an innocent man suffering on a cross right over the altar. That tells us that that image is central to our faith. What does it mean to take up the cross? Um, So it means that suffering and life challenges come our way all the time. Uh, Sometimes we can expect them. Most of the time they're unexpected. They're a surprise. And yet Jesus gives us a way to endure the cross, actually even to successfully overcome the cross. So... You know, Jesus came and went. We still have war. We still have poverty. We still have suffering. But we have a way through it uh, in which we can maintain our spirituality. We can maintain our soul. uh, We can maintain our well-being by following the way of Jesus. You know, when these sometimes unexpected crosses, these unexpected hardships come our way, we know how to pick them up, how to take them, how to endure them, how to survive them, how to overcome them. The person of Jesus is just the person we need to understand the crosses that are in our life.
0: And Father Dave, you bring up, uh, uh, I think, an important point, and let's don't ignore the uh, elephant in the room today. When you talk about unexpected uh, crosses uh, that we're sometimes surprised by them. I think that uh, we're all probably today carrying a heavy burden on our shoulders in some way after what happened yesterday in the nation's capital and certainly unexpected. I think we were surprised by what happened in some ways. But when suddenly we have these unexpected surprising crosses that suddenly are placed on our shoulders, what do we do with those?
3: Well, you know, I was having a great day yesterday, Chuck, and uh, things were going well and projects were going well. And and then I turned on the TV and watched these really horrible images coming from Washington, D.C. And it was such a disappointment and it was so sad to watch. And it was filled with emotions, both of sadness and and, uh, and anger and disappointment. And I think that's an example of, of other people placing a cross on you that you didn't want, you didn't ask for. And it was unexpected surprise. And that's, that happens all the time. And that cross comes from sinful people. What was going on in Washington is no other word than sinfulness. Uh, and so very often it's sin that places a cross on us, that places a hardship on us. It doesn't come from God. It's not a cross that's given to us by our Lord. It's placed on our shoulders by by bad people, by sinful people. In a way, just as the same cross was placed on the shoulders of Jesus, it was sinful people that placed the cross on the shoulders of Jesus. But, you know, he wasn't surprised by that. He knew exactly the kind of place he was coming when he was born in Bethlehem. You know, I think Christmas, the fact that we have this annual event, to remember this event that occurred one and only time 2,000 years ago, is very fortunate because we recognize that God sent his son into the world, and into a world that he knew exactly what it was like. Uh, that he knew that, uh, that he was coming amongst sinful people as a lamb amongst wolves, as he told his apostles. And that, the, that these people would probably crucify him. And yet, despite that, Jesus chooses to come to planet Earth, to live amongst us wild, unpredictable, weak, sinful, vengeful people, and yet Jesus comes here. That's the power of love. So as I was watching those scenes in Washington D.C., I, I looked around my room, and I still have a few items of Christmas set up, and it just reminded me again of the birth of Jesus in in our planet Earth, and he, he means to come into our into our life as well, and and into Washington D.C. And so that gave me a sense of 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 hope and of understanding, and. A sense of uh, equilibrium I, i wasn't so thrown off because i i understood how to put all of this in context there are sinful people out there they do sinful things we should never be shocked never be surprised and yet we understand how we face them we always still follow the example of 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 our lord that's the way forward facing all these things so it was an unexpected cross it was an unexpected burden placed on the whole country I certainly felt it myself. Maybe you did at home, mm-hmm. uh, and yet it just—we can just remind ourselves that Jesus meant to come to precisely places like this to change us. So I may not be able to change the people in Washington, but I can make a change in my life. I can affect my world, and I hope that whatever world that you're living in right now, your family or your neighborhood, you are a positive influence there. You can—you probably can't change the people in Washington either,
0: but you can change. Your world. Mm-hmm. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director talking today about uh, carrying our cross. And uh, let's open up our phone lines. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll free phone number, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But as we talk about carrying our cross, uh, how heavy is your cross these days? Mm-hmm. And when have you been able to find some value in the suffering? Maybe you have been able to discover how redemptive your suffering can be. We'd love to hear that story, and again, if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, Father Dave, when we talk about carrying our cross and uh, taking up our cross and following uh, Jesus, can you just talk a little bit about uh, the virtues of patience and perseverance when life does get heavy, when these burdens um, seem like uh, we can't bear them anymore? How important is patience? How important is perseverance? central. Uh, the idea
3: of patience is so powerful and so important. It really reminds us of uh, if, if there's something that is that is a cross that we can't do anything about, <clears throat> that is, you know, if we're powerless to change, then uh, we don't want to fight a battle that we cannot win. If there's something that you can change, if you can make a difference, if there's some way that you can lighten the load, lighten the cross, then really it is God's will that you act on that right away. There's, there's no, you know, we don't want meaningless suffering. But if, if it's a, a terminal illness or something that, uh, you know, there's really nothing you can do about, then that invites us to really look at it in a different way, uh, to, you know, to endure it patiently. It also reminds us of a different perspective. Anytime any type of pain or suffering comes our way, it just reminds us of our frail humanity, and it gives us an eternal perspective that our human life here on planet Earth is not all there is, and that there is an eternal life that is waiting for us. That can help put things in perspective, uh, I hope, uh, and can give us a sense of uh, of patient endurance, uh, never letting it fall into resentment or uh, you know, you know, just deep bitterness. Uh, you know, which is just as, you know, that's kind of placing my, that's kind of adding to the weight on myself. So there's no point in doing that. So patience and perseverance um, are important. Uh, The answer to the suffering may not be right now, but if you patiently endure it, perhaps sometime soon, the answer will come. So patience and perseverance are two virtues that we, we need every single day, but especially if we're
0: feeling a cross. Yeah, and then when we talk about patience and perseverance, that doesn't mean we're going to fix things at all, does it?
3: Well, I mean, most if we can, you know, if if there is a situation at work or a situation in your family that's causing you, you know, difficulty, there might be things that you can do. There might be someone at work that you can talk to about the situation. There can be counselors that can help your family. We don't we don't want to just throw up our hands instantly and say nothing can be done. Um, You know, our Lord gave us a brain. He gave us intelligence to kind of look at things and say, is there something that we can do about this? If not, I understand that some things are, there's nothing you can do, but we don't want to automatically jump to that conclusion uh, first. If there is a way forward, if there is something you can do, finding a new answer, talking to a wise friend, talking to a counselor, talking to a superior at work, if there's something that you can do, then we shouldn't just
0: accept the suffering. We should do something about it. Mm. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director talking today about carrying our cross. How heavy is your cross? If you'd like to join us and spend some time with Father Dave, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So uh, Father Dave Heaney, we hear it all the time. You know, God's not going to give us anything more than we can handle. Well, sometimes I wonder if we really believe that. Uh, But talk to us a little bit about that if you would. Well, I hate that phrase
3: <laughs> and i I think it's you know like so many phrases that people offer each other they're meant in good spirit they're they're meant with a good heart they're meant to comfort someone um you know I, I hear these kind of things at funerals sometimes you know God only takes the best or you know you're that kind of thing, which means all of us that are still alive are you know second best um these things are are mentioned to you know. Build people up, but they—they're actually misstatements and misunderstandings. First of all, we don't believe that God gives suffering. God does not punish here on planet Earth. That was the big lesson of the Noah's Ark story. Uh, you know, God doesn't send punishments. He's not testing us. He's not, you know, throwing things in our way to see, you know, how we handle it. Um, so now, other people definitely will, you know evil co-workers at work, or difficult people in your family, or rioters in Washington, D.C. These people, uh, you know, crosses definitely can come from from other sinful people, but it is never God's will. And we can suffer greatly from it. But he always offers the grace, uh, as much as we can open our hearts to, to endure. I remember a a famous story about uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, one of my heroes and mentors. I think I've seen every single video he ever made. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Archbishop Sheen was a famous television uh, archbishop who was on TV in the 50s and 60s and converted many, many people. Had a big influence on my father's conversion, by the way. And uh, But he was famous for having a very large pectoral cross. You know, bishops always have a, a chain around their neck with a large cro- a crucifix on it. And uh, one of the reporters asked him one time, is, you know, because Sheen had a particularly big crucifix, and the difference between a crucifix and a cross, a crucifix has the person of Jesus on it, and a cross is just the, the, the two cross beams. Mm-hmm. And the reporter said, Archbishop Sheen, why do you carry a cross with such a large figure of Jesus on it? And typical Sheen, in a poetic way, he said, because a cross without Jesus is too hard to carry. And I think that it was really in a nutshell, says so much. Every single planet on earth has a cross, has some challenge, or, or, or facing some difficulty. You know, whether you're an atheist or a religious person, every single human being has, you know, physical difficulties, emotional challenges, mental issues. You know, you're facing something. But a cross without Jesus is very difficult to carry. But with our Lord, with the example of Jesus, the cross can, can lighten. And who is yeah. this person of Jesus? It is love. Jesus is the physical manifestation of the love of the Father of heaven, in heaven for all of us. So, you know, uh, as, a, as a quick example, uh, anytime you go to anybody's place of work, to their desk, almost for sure you will see a photograph of a family or a loved one almost always somebody has a a picture of their family or their loved one there on the desk and they get up early in the morning and they have to fight the traffic and they're in a job that they hate and they have all kinds of problems. And yet when they look at that picture of the family, all of that suffering changes. The drive to work in the snow, the difficult work circumstances, the problems they have financially. When they look at why they are doing all these things, which is their family, it changes everything completely. And so when we, when we have this heart of love and that our, our, we are dedicating our life for the good of another person, the, ch- the challenges and the difficulties we have are changed. They, they may not go away, but how we view them and how we endure them completely changes. A cross mm-hmm. without Jesus is just too difficult to carry. A cross mm-hmm. with our Lord changes everything.
0: Yeah, what a great insight. And, you know, and we talk about carrying the cross and the beauty of our Catholic faith. Uh, We're reminded of the hope, uh, to use your word uh, from earlier in the program, Mm -hmm. the hope of the cross, certainly during this Christmas season, certainly during uh, Easter, but uh, really um, every time we celebrate mass. Well, again, you know,
3: when you walk into church, you know, you've done it a million times, so perhaps you take everything for granted. But just look again. The two biggest things, the center of attention in any church is going to be a large crucifix over the altar. And so you can see right away that there's a connection. There's a unity between these two items. That what Jesus did on Good Friday matches what he did on Holy Thursday. On Holy Thursday, he took bread and wine and said, this is myself. This is my body and blood. This is my entire being. And my entire being is given for your happiness. And then right above that, we see the cross where he actually <laughs> he did it in a very, very dramatic way on the cross by, and, in my, and saying, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And all those beautiful words of love that were coming from the cross Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This day you'll be with me in paradise. Son, here's your mother. Mother, here's your son. Uh, every word that jesus came out of the came from the cross was was words of love. I mean, when I bang my thumb, putting up a picture on the wall with a hammer, when I bang my thumb on a hammer there 's no words of love that are coming out, <laughs> <laughs> and we can see that how powerful is the heart of Jesus that even in this moment of intense pain, you know the literal image of the cross that he is on what 's coming out of him is words of love so mm-hmm. Every time you walk into church, let that be a reminder of how we view, you know, banging our thumb, riots in Washington, difficulties at home. We endure everything through that same example of love, that same person of Jesus uh, on the cross. And so when we receive him in the Eucharist, you know, we are taking that love into ourself. So everything happens at Mass. We see the crucifix. We see the altar, the Lord's Supper. And then we receive him at communion. So you can imagine how powerful this is for dealing with the most practical thing that we have in our faith, in our life, which is some dealing with some kind of cross.
0: Mm-hmm. We are talking today about carrying our cross. And uh, so how heavy is your cross these days? And when have you been able to uh, find uh, some value in that suffering? Maybe you've been able to discover how redemptive your suffering can be. We'd love to hear your story. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. If you would like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. We will take some phone calls when we come back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
2: This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 4 verses 14 through 22 Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord." ROLLING UP THE SCROLL, HE HANDED IT BACK TO THE ATTENDANT AND SAT DOWN, AND THE EYES OF ALL IN THE SYNAGOGUE LOOKED INTENTLY AT HIM. HE SAID TO THEM, TODAY THIS SCRIPTURE PASSAGE IS FULFILLED IN YOUR HEARING. AND ALL SPOKE HIGHLY OF HIM AND WERE AMAZED AT THE GRACIOUS WORDS THAT CAME FROM HIS MOUTH. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant
0: Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forester.
1: If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now 1 888 914 9149. That's 1 888 914 9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the program. Chuck Neff along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls uh, today. And Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. Father Dave, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier. Always like to mention his uh, latest book, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry, a book on parish leadership and that published by Ave Maria Press. Talking today, about carrying our cross. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. 888 914 9149 our email address, Center Life at RelevantRadio dot com. And uh, before we get to some phone calls, just a reminder that if you are uh, just joining us, uh, don't forget you can hear the uh, podcast of the entire program today. Just go to our website, RelevantRadio.com, the Inner Life page, and download today's program, really any of our programs. This show is generally available for a download, oh, 30, 40 minutes after we get off the air and say goodbye at the top of the hour. And then if the program has given you a little help on your journey of faith, maybe a little bit of hope, tell your friends about it. We'd appreciate that. As well, Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director. let's uh, take some phone calls and let's start with Eileen listening on the West Coast. Hello, Eileen, welcome to the program today.
4: Good morning, thank you. And Father Heaney, I sure miss you leading the Rosary at five o'clock out thank here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm a caregiver for my thank you. I'm a caregiver for my mother. Um, she's got Alzheimer's and dementia. And I've been a caregiver for at least eight years, and it's 24-7. We've tried taking her to homes, and they're all heinous. So, mm-hmm. And we all promised her not to send her, put her in a home. And, and it's very hard, this cross. I accept it. I talk to God every day. And I tell him, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I when I started this, I did it with a loving heart. And I'm not doing it with a loving heart anymore. It's, I'm so tired. I'm hurt. But there's nobody else to take care of her. And if this is what I have to do to get to heaven, then so be it. Okay, but i I mean. I talk to him every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I pray for death at times because it's so hard. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be crying so much. I hope you can understand me, but it's hard to carry this cross by myself when she has five other children who could be helping, and they're not. They, I talked to them when this, when this started, and I said, six kids, we can each take her for two months. Everybody said, no way. I, I don't understand that, and I, it's hard not to be bitter, and I'm just—it's so hard, and I— I'm to the point where I lose my patience with my mother, you know, and I, I know it's not her fault. She doesn't know what's going on, but I, I don't know what else to do. Talk to God all the time.
3: Well, I think you did a good thing by calling us this morning, Eileen, and I'm glad that you did, and glad that you shared your story. I can, you know, I can't say I can understand what you're going through because I'm not in your shoes, but I can certainly hear and feel your emotions and. It's just a difficult cross that you're carrying. I have some things that you might consider that you can think about. First of all, thank you again for calling and letting us know, you know, the the size of the cross that you're carrying. I think, first of all, uh, it's a shame that your family is not coming to help, that they're not supportive. I think it's important to to see them for who they are. They are who they are. It doesn't look like they're going to change. So stop looking to them for any help. It's only going to lead to more resentment. It's only going to lead to more bitterness. And bitterness and resentment does nothing against them, but seriously damages yourself. So, you know, they would have helped by now if they were going to. It looks like they're not. So that's who they are. Just accept them for who they are. They're, they're, they're not coming to your aid. So don't look there anymore. If you can look anywhere else, you know, maybe friends or, uh, you know, people that you know that could be of help that's a place to go as well you don't always have to go to family Um, but i think the other thing i would say arlene is that over the you know because you've taken 24 7 care of your mother you've probably become an expert on her and you know her moods you know how she's going to be you become an expert on her i think our lord also wants you to become an expert on yourself um that's not being selfish that's self-love which is one of god's commands so you have to know Uh, what you need as well. Uh, You need rest. You you need exercise. You need to take care of your own health. You can't be of help to your mother if you're just kind of going down the drain yourself. So make sure that you're focused on yourself as well. And again, it's not being selfish. It's being self-love, which is what our Lord wants for us. You know, many times Jesus would go away from the crowd and he would go off by himself to a mountain where they couldn't find him. Uh, and that's because he needed time to pray. He needed time to recharge. He knew himself. And because he had taken on a human form, he knew how to take care of it. Um, he had to rest. He had to eat. He had to spend some time alone. So in the same way, you have to take care of yourself, Eileen. Uh, you can't, you know, uh, you know, that's kind of the, one of the ways that we can find out if we are loving in the right way. If we are drained at the end of the day, That tells us that we're not loving really in a right way. If we're energized at the end of the day, that's a sign that we are loving well. Because love is an energizing uh, virtue. So during this time, Eileen, you know, it sounds like you're going to be alone taking care of her, but we want to be careful that it doesn't fall into resentment of your family. Just accept them for who they are. You know, it'd be nice if everybody was loving, but they're not. And we can't make family members be kind and and caring so they are who they are just accept that and that'll that'll stop you from further resentment and then I think it's important for you to to focus and recognize and do what's important for yourself to restore your own health and strength and that way you'll be a better service to your mom so I think the example of our Lord who you know went off by himself to pray took time to rest took time to recharge uh, is the example for you going forward so that you can you can enjoy this cross in such a way that it doesn't uh, you know you know cause you uh, more suffering than you need does that make sense yeah. I mean, I, it, mean? It does, and I, uh, I, I wish
4: I had that luxury yes I wish I had that luxury but um, <clears throat> I don't and
3: I, um, it's up to I, you, I, Eileen. Every it's time up to I you. Worn down you know, and... It's up to you. This is, you know, just to be a challenge here. Um, we can't go past the example of our Lord. If our Lord did this, you should as well. You have to take care of yourself as well.
4: But I care for my mom deeply. I, 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 I there was nobody else. I love her deeply. I, I would I would die for
3: her. Okay. Then uh, remember, you know, our faith is about following Jesus, is about following our Lord. So sometimes in the midst of suffering, it's hard to know what to do. You know, we have this sick person in our house, our mother. Oh, my God, How I need to care for this person. I need to care for this person. It can cloud our judgment. We can get things out of perspective. That's why we have the person of Jesus in front of us all the time. You know Jesus came to earth for the mission of salvation is there anything more important than that is there anything bigger than that and yet he took the time to care for himself so I just place before you the example of Jesus Eileen um, and and just you know maybe it doesn't make sense right now but maybe in your prayer if you reflect on that a little bit it might make more sense as you as you go along
0: Well, Eileen, God bless you. I wish we could give hugs on the radio. Um, I j- just uh, reminded uh, when my mom and dad were nearing the end of their lives, and I was the sole caregiver. My sister lives out of town, so that wasn't uh, going to happen. But um, and it, certainly not to the degree that you're you're going through. But uh, Father Dave, I just remember I was talking about this yesterday, actually, and uh, going over every morning uh, before work to spend time to make sure they were okay. They were both at home. My mom was confined to a bed. My dad was uh, the sole caregiver for her, but he needed some help too. And um, they both uh, died within about seven weeks of each other. And I got to tell you, it was just so heavy and Mm -hmm. so difficult. I literally could not drive in the direction of their home. And they live about seven miles from us. I could not drive in that direction without all of these emotions just coming to the surface again. The fatigue, as uh, Eileen talked about, being tired. And um, it's just uh, so, so difficult. So, Eileen, God bless you. And just uh, be assured of our prayers uh, for you. And I can tell you there's people all over this country listening to this story right now who will be praying for you as well. And uh, you know, uh, so thank you for calling in today. Thank you for sharing your story. We hope that somehow, some way, maybe we can help uh, mm. uh, carry that cross with you today uh, and down the road. But Father Dave, you can hear the emotion. You can, uh, yeah. uh, you could understand. Even if we couldn't sometimes hear the words, you could understand. You could hear. You could but hear the hurt. You could. If I could just say pain.
3: one more thing, though, Chuck. Uh, this thing of suffering is something I spent my entire life focused on because and again it's central to our faith the person of Jesus on the cross Um, and the difference between between the way he is on the cross and how we are sometimes on our own cross I mentioned before the pain I felt when I hit my thumb with a hammer when I was putting a picture up on the wall and you know you, you I drop the hammer I grab my thumb and I look at it and literally the world disappears The only thing that exists in in anywhere is my throbbing thumb. So one of the things that suffering can do or pain can do is can kind of turn us into ourself, where we become entirely focused on the pain that we are feeling, and the world disappears. You know, the thief on the cross next to us disappears. John and Mary disappear. All the people that Jesus saw, um, you know, they kind of disappear when we are focused on our own pain. But Jesus on the cross was different, and so other people around him stood out in high relief. So we have to be careful that when we are when we have a cross, when we are facing suffering, that we don't get turned in on ourselves and focus entirely on our own pain. It really it should open our heart. Instead of having a you know when we talk about a broken heart, we can also talk about it being broken open so that love is coming out. Um, And, you know, my advice to Eileen was to to love herself. Uh, She's clearly exhausted, and she's not going to be of any help to anyone, much less to herself falling into resentment and despair. So um, it's love that gets us through, and love of God, love of her mother, and especially love for herself. They all have to be in balance. We can't have one without the other. And that's the way... Our Lord said it, to love God, to love your neighbor, and to love yourself. Having those in the right balance um, is the way of the Lord, and it's the way of the Lord that we follow, especially when we have a cross.
0: Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director, talking about carrying our cross today. Eileen, God bless you. Thank you again for joining us on the program. Let's uh, take another phone call. John, listening in San Diego, you are up next. Uh, Thank you for the call. Thank you for waiting. Welcome to the program.
5: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that, uh, all these messages that, um, and, uh, insight that, that Father is, is, uh, sharing is, is very beautiful and very inspiring. And I, I, I would gonna be listening to it again and meditating on those practical things that I can do. And I'm gonna share it with my wife, even though, um, usually when I try to share the faith, it, it, I uh, meet rejection from my, my wife and my children, and that's what I'm, what I'm coming to, mm-hmm. is how do I persevere in my cross when my, when, I, when I meet rejection with my wife and my children in the faith? They don't see, see it as anything, something real. Um, uh, I mean, I, I can understand a little bit more with my children, um, but with my wife... Um I mean when we, Mass was live we went to we went to Mass every Sunday and we shared time <clears throat> excuse me afterwards as a family but any time that in time that it comes up there's a rejection of it. Um and there's there are a lot of there are a lot of other things that are happening, like video games or, or some certain types of movies. Um uh and so I, I just, I just, I really do struggle with. I mean, I, I understand the things, the things that are, the messages that are being shared in that. But I often, I often of uh, fall into despair. And even though in my nightly, uh, in the, uh Divine Mercy Chapel with me, with my parish, I do pray for these things, and I do pray for my family, and um, some some of the things. Um, that are mentioned that have not come into my mind right now, but I, I I pray for those things. But it's often sh- shakes me to my core that I I can't get I can't mm-hmm. bridge that gap. And um I, and um the other the other end of it is bringing our family closer because I you know there's there's conflict there's not a lot of communication my my kids are bombing in school my two uh, teenagers they're they're completely disenfranchised with school. Um, my, my wife and I are, are doing better. Communication has gotten better over, over the past few years recently. I, we've been to mental we counseling for, let's say, maybe three months, four months before I transferred to my new job out here in 2016. And I'm working on getting back to counseling and trying to encourage my wife to get um, to, uh, to hopefully. Except uh, doing that, but my real my real thing is is I, I guess I struggle with uh, with, with seeing that materialize and, and practical ways for me to deal with um, when I need to when I need to have patience and and perseverance and uh, being able to harbor that in, instead of feeling like a failure and
0: Hey, John, let me yeah. jump in here, if, if you don't mind. I want to make sure Father Dave can uh, respond to you because we're going to run into what we call that hard break And mm-hmm. I don't want to I want to make sure Father Dave has enough time to address uh, your question. We appreciate that. Father Dave. Well, John, you have a lot of issues
3: going on here in this family. Can I just ask a quick question first? Is your wife Catholic? Yeah? Yes, she is. She's okay. She's Catholic, but she doesn't follow all of the teachings, or she doesn't agree with them, or she doesn't uh, like them. Is that the story?
5: Yes, that's 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 the story.
3: Okay, okay. Um, well, I would say, first of all, God bless you for trying. God bless you for trying to make a difference in your life, in your family. God bless you for trying to make a difference in the life of your children and your wife. The effort that you're doing is noble and good. You never want to discount that. You never want to second-guess it. You never want to feel bad about it. Now, you also don't want to put it in terms of success and failure. You know, Chuck is always very nice to mention the book that I wrote, but it's called Luke 10 Leadership, and it's precisely this moment when Jesus trains his disciples to go out into pagan territory and to make a difference to to convert people to challenge them to you know have them become followers of Jesus and he gives this incredibly practical advice he says you know try your best with this person and if they don't want it now this sounds counterintuitive but this is directly from the words of Jesus he says if they don't want it move on don't take it as a failure Every person has their own journey, their own relationship with with our Lord, with God, and they're on their own path. You may or may not be able to impact them, but you do your best and if they don't if they reject it, you should not take it as a failure. It is not your failure at all. It is simply the journey that they have chosen to be on. You can't take it personally.
0: Yeah. John, uh, thank you for calling uh, in today. We appreciate that. Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director, will take more phone calls. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com Forester.
1: Part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us. Nice to have all of you with us on the Inner Life today. Father Dave Haney is our spiritual director. Father Dave is pastor of Saint Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California, that in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And let me mention um, Father Dave's latest book again: Luke Ten Leadership: How to Succeed in Parish Ministry. That is a book on parish leadership published by Ave Maria Press. Talking today about carrying our crosses, and let's head back to the phones. Amy, uh, listening in St. Louis. Uh, thanks for the call, and welcome to the program today.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, kind of got a big story of suffering, but I wrote a few things down, so I won't say too much. Uh, the main thing is is just dealing with um, health issues and mental illness. Um, I have four sisters, and my oldest sister, uh, when she was seven, uh, was uh, sexually abused uh, by one of my uncles, and so that was a very hard thing for my parents and for all of us to live through. Um, we've taken her from one State hospital to another because there wasn't a lot of things back then. Um, You know, 32 years ago, 42 years ago, I guess now, Um, she went through group home after group home after group home. My mom and dad and all the us girls never stopped praying. We're all in the faith. We're all very uh, into marrying the Eucharist and to keep giving us the strength to help her in any way we can. Um, And if we feel that prayers were answered, even though it was you know 42 years later. She turned 50 this year. And she has been in her own apartment um, in Peoria, right next to Fulton, uh, Bishop Sheen, where he's uh, buried. She can look mm-hmm. out her apartment window and go over there if she wants. And so she's in a situation where she has a caseworker still. She's not always on her own, but she's able to live on her own without all these other places that weren't quite a good fit for her. So, And get to mass by a bus. And just, so she's been able to do a lot of good things now. So that was a grateful prayer. Uh, The grace from that, I think, is our faith in our whole family that we always kept trying to forgive and uh, listen to what God's call was, even though it was difficult. Um, And then during that journey, I had to take care of her sometimes in high school with all the medication she had to be on with her eyes flipping or just different side effects. And so I'd have to try to call her mom at work. Both my parents had to work. We didn't have a whole lot of money. So that's when she became the ward of the state of Illinois when she was 18. So my sister kind of left our home at that point where we didn't see her um, that much, except for on Sundays we would drive probably three and a half hours to go see her every Sunday night, every Sunday. So that's the main thing with her. And then when I got married 18 years ago and had my first baby, um, he um, wasn't breathing when he came out, and they had to revive him and get him going. Um, And So he he almost died, but he's 17 years old right now, so that was a very scary time. Um, and I'm learning from my husband because when we had to take him back to the emergency room, as soon as they sent us home, we had to go right back to the hospital, and they couldn't get an IV in him. And my husband just bowed his head and said, let's pray. And he said, Blessed Mother, thank you for letting us have um, Lenny for the last um, three days. And if you need to take him, we understand. But we would like for him to be with us. And as soon as he stopped that prayer, um Lenny started moving around, and he came to, and he was just he was doing well, so we were able to leave the hospital or go back home. Um, but that kind of traumatized me. And then the second baby came um, when Lenny when was nine months old. I was pregnant with my second baby, so they were uh, 16 months apart. And with him, we had trouble, so I had the O.C. section with him and, and kind of had some problems during that pregnancy, um, and then that was okay. And then I lost twins the next time after them. Um, they were two, two and two and a half, three months old, and so I just delivered them at home because I hated hospitals after the other two experiences, and that mm-hmm. was pretty traumatic. Um, and then after that, um, okay, oh, so then when the fourth baby came, uh, or fourth pregnancy came, um, I guess fifth baby, um, I had a horrible thing at age 40. I was pregnant with him, and in the seven, uh, second month, I had a panic attack, and I couldn't. Uh, it never stopped for seven months. I was just, all I could do was walk like six miles or more a day and, um, just nervousness, constant fight and flight. It was a horrific time, but God sent me a priest that called me every day. He was my confessor here in St. Louis for 10 years. And then he moved back to the, his Colorado Providence, but he called me every day in the nineties and he reminded me of the things in his bravery that God loves me and that he's holding us into existence. Um, he, uh, I couldn't sleep at the time, so I remember one day he said, "Well, I'll pray for you tonight." And so the next day he calls me and he says, "Well, Amy, I I asked the Lord if I could stay up tonight so that you could get some rest. Um, if He could do that, I would be happy to do that for you." And he said the Lord didn't take him up on it as soon as his head hit the pillow he went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know
3: these little things
6: like when you're Amy, <laughs> yeah, uh, when you
3: Many, many different stories, um, remarkable you know journeys really, and by the way, I love the prayer that your husband said, you know, bringing that child home from the hospital. That was a very, very beautiful prayer He said, uh, but I'm glad that almost in every situation that you were dealing with that there was some person or some event that came along to kind of stabilize you and to get you through it, whether it was that priest, the prayer of your husband. Uh, you know, different circumstances, uh, but I think you're also an example of patience and perseverance that Chuck was talking about earlier in the program um, but you know by not collapsing, but by taking each event as they come, staying close to the faith, staying close to our Lord uh, has ama- has provided this these many, many different experiences, all very, very compelling, all very emotional, and you have survived them all well. so I'm yeah. glad that you shared. A really remarkable journey in all those different paths, Amy. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Amy. Nice to have you on the program. And, you know, she, th- you can hear in the story, and I think maybe one of the questions I want to ask Father Dave, mm. when the crosses get really heavy, I mean, the reality is sometimes we turn our back on God. Sometimes the fear in our lives just takes over, and we don't know what to do. But you could hear in Amy's story how, how God was still part of her life through all of everything that went
3: on there. Well, I think we have a good example of the emotions that happen when we are facing a challenge is Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. You know, he felt a powerful cauldron of emotions. And it's okay to feel fear. You don't have to be ashamed of feeling fear because that's how we that's how we can show the virtue of courage. It doesn't take any courage to do something easy. Courage can courage is only a virtue when we're doing something that's difficult, that's hard that's fearsome and yet to to be to be committed to continue our path of life of following the lord despite our fears despite the challenges that's the virtue of courage that's the virtue of compassion that's the virtue of commitment you put courage commitment and compassion together in one word it spells the word catholic really and that really is kind of a definition of our catholic faith to Follow the path of Jesus no matter what, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. The marriage vows are really the model of Jesus' life for us. This is my body, this is my blood given for you, no matter what. Jesus does that the day before he died, knowing what was coming his way. And yet he still acts out of powerful love. So it is the path of our Lord that is the the path through Good Friday— to help us make it to Easter Sunday.
0: yeah, Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director. Father Dave, I've got about 30 seconds, uh, so you can't give me a long answer here. Some people feel they're being punished uh, by God when uh, they're carrying a cross. What would you say to them?
3: Well, God does not punish, uh, and you can feel solidarity with our Lord. You are carrying a cross, you are facing a suffering just like he was. And that suffering did not come from the Father in heaven. That came from sinful people. So God does not punish us. He doesn't send us punishments. He only sends us love.
0: Yeah, Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director. Wish we had time for more phone calls. Our apologies. We're just running out of time again. Father Dave, we'd like to close the hour, as I know you know, with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Heavenly Father,
3: thank you for sending us, your Son, to us. We need Jesus in our life to face and to carry every cross that comes our way. We ask your blessing on us in the name of the Father
0: and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Dave Heaney, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget, if you joined us late, download this program. Great insights on carrying our crosses and great stories from you and our listening audience today. Thanks for all of that. And uh, thanks uh, again to Father Dave. Thanks to all of you for joining us. Stay tuned. Uh, We're celebrating Mass here in about 60 seconds. And don't forget 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Gail Clark. We are back again tomorrow, and we hope to see you then.